Hi everyone, welcome to the Energetic of Influence. I am Lacey Shamila, a self-projected projector and serial entrepreneur. Something that has been fascinating to me is how I managed to create success for myself by defying the rules I was given. I've been making five-figure months since I was 18 and hardly worked more than four days in a month. In network marketing, I created world success very rapidly without doing any of the things that we were taught we had to do. After finding human design in 2020, I finally understood why my methods for success worked so well for me. And I saw that it was not just a fluke. Earlier this year, I reached out to human design expert Eden Carpenter to explore this topic in more detail. How do our human designs change our roadmap to success as online entrepreneurs and influencers? These are our conversations. Enjoy. This topic is all about visibility. Mm -hmm. I think something that's great to cover is the difference between now, I feel like we're so visible now, to what it was maybe 50, 60 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Right now, we've mentioned it before in this program, but we are so connected. Through the internet, we have the potential to be connected to absolutely everyone in the world. Like we said, we're posting to the entire internet every single time we post something. If you think about it 50 years ago, the people that you had to worry about, the opinions, the exposure, the people who were watching you or who knew you or who were potentially judging your behavior patterns were the people in your immediate vicinity. Maybe a couple of towns over or a family friend's cousin who heard a story about you at a party or whatever. But right now we can be put out on the internet and we can be judged by literally millions of people in a couple of seconds. We're in a day and age where we are so exposed because we're being watched by so many more people than we've ever been watched by before. Of course, there can be some visibility wounds that come up around, is it safe to be seen by this many people? Because physiologically, our nervous systems just haven't really adapted yet to the fact that we are now visible to literally like tens, hundreds, thousands of times. This is like exponentially grown. It's an exponential difference between who is watching us now versus who is watching us 10, 15, even 50 years ago. Yeah, Yeah. that's something I definitely suffered with was I knew I wanted to share a message and I knew what message I wanted to share, but I was scared to do that. And I wanted us to kind of dig into that because I feel Mm -hmm. so many people on this course are going to feel the exact same. They know there's something they really want to share. That thing that's really exciting and that's lighting them up feels really great. They're getting that soul recognition that this is what I want to share, but when the camera turns on, they're terrified because obviously it's going to get put out to all these people, like your video yeah. to 7 million potential people. <laughs> There's like billions of people online. So yeah, what do you feel, what are ways to work through that? The Absolutely. fear of being visible. Well, I think the fear of visibility is so beautiful because it's actually like one of the core fears. Humans at a scientific level, and this is something I learned in a psychology class that I somehow still remember years later but humans only have two core fears we are afraid of dying obviously I feel like that makes a lot of sense and we are afraid of abandonment we're afraid of being cut out of society that comes from a fear of being cut out of the tribe and so if you think about it when we were living in a tribal situation when we had communities that was your life source. If you were cut out of the community, you didn't have access to the resources because we do come from a community 
living that is in our past. And so if you were cut out of the village, you may have had your skill. Maybe your skill was sewing. Maybe your skill was you helped out in the kitchen, but you don't have every single individual survival skill on your own. And from the beginning, humans never were designed to be 100% on their own. And so we thrive in community, but there's also this fear of if I lose my community, if I lose people's love, if I lose their praise, their appreciation, their acceptance, my survival is threatened. We have this massive fear of being canceled. We have a fear of saying something wrong, of being offensive, because all of a sudden, you don't just have to please the people in your immediate circle, you have to please potentially the entire world. The fear is no longer, okay, if I say this one silly opinion to the five people who are in front of me, is one person gonna judge me for it? It's, oh my gosh, I'm going to post this on the internet and what if one person really hates it and then they repost it and it goes viral and I get canceled by all of these people who disagree with something that I said, even though my intention was never to harm them in the first place. So we have this core fear. So if anyone is feeling like they're afraid of being seen online, just know that the visibility is something that we've never experienced before. And so as we're moving into a space where we are influencing other people intentionally through the internet, we have to realize that we have to do this nervous system work because we are evolving. Technology has evolved far faster than our nervous systems have been able to. When we're creating, we're coming up against a core wound, a core fear here. And as we face that fear, we are telling our nervous systems that this is okay. And we are collectively, through sharing our stories on the internet, we are rewriting that pattern, not just for us, but for other people as well. My biggest takeaway from that is that everyone has this fear. I feel like you feel so alone when it comes to sharing this. And yeah. Everyone has that. And just doing the nervous system work as well, I think is great. And hopefully people go through the messy program as well that purchases this course. They're going to be getting that with it, which so lucky to have it's so fun yeah I would really recommend to just go through that yeah. I dealt with them wounds a lot and like you said it's the two biggest fears so for me personally coming up online that was the hardest part I knew what message I wanted to share mm -hmm. I was just putting it out there yeah being visible can be really scary but it's also what we're craving and that's what we're being called to do in this time and age we've got the fear we've done messy <laughs> we've calmed the nervous system we've worked through it and we put our message out and the fear comes and it does create some kind of backlash potentially have you ever experienced anything along them lines yes i have someone made a 30 minute hate video about me whoa <laughs> 30 whole minutes 34 whole minutes on instagram live and then shared it to their feed and it has like my full name not it's not vague at all it says eden carpenter of course i'm blocked from it but then i'm able to like you borrow someone's phone or someone's account and you're able to watch it really quickly but yeah i mean i watched it because i was curious so what happened was one of the students who went through my program learned human design from me was sharing a bundle it's a great strategy i've seen a lot of people do it where a bunch of people will come together they'll all put in an offer then they'll all sell it at a much lower ticket price so it's like you'll get 10 programs for the price of one and then everyone splits the profit it's a great way to connect to collaborate it's very four line energy to me i see people really benefiting from that and audiences can grow audiences can be exposed to new people and new resources 
it's a great marketing strategy. It's a great strategy for business. It's never been my thing. It's never been something I've never taught it. I've never participated in anything like that. It's just a strategy that's available. One of my students was wanting to create a bundle around human design content. And so she reached out to a bunch of people in the area. And this one projector said, where did you learn your content? Who's teaching you these strategies? And really, really got mad at her. But then she turned it around and somehow made up this story that I was the one who was teaching that strategy. And so she made this whole video about how the only reason I'm successful is because I teach people how to take advantage of projectors. And that was the whole video is that I don't know what I'm talking about. I just got lucky because I studied with certain people, which I never actually studied with. She had this whole story about who I was supposed to be. And so it was really interesting because there was some support. There was some support around people did not like that I was making human design more popular. They were saying pop HD, it's not real, it's not tangible. And because I'm able to simplify things, they were saying that I didn't understand what I was talking about. And like, like you're Manny Jan, you're just you, whatever. And they were saying, you're not a four lines, this isn't your opportunity. So there was just all of this bitterness around my success that struck me really hard. And so what I did was I checked my integrity. So people were saying that they didn't think that I understood a certain aspect of human design, specifically the variables, because I do talk about, and I have talked about manifestation with the variables before, and that's not Canon HD. That's not something that Ra said, but I use it in a very different way than most people do. So what I did was I printed out the entire variables that guide us manual and I read back through it. I just rechecked my resources. I never responded to the video. I never commented on it. When the comments came to my feed, I left them alone because I'm not designed to get dragged down into the drama. I'm not going to defend something when you're just making accusations that are completely wrong about me. If you want to come and ask me questions, I'm more than happy to answer that. So pretty much how I handled it was I checked my integrity. Was I doing anything wrong? Was I posting anything that felt out of alignment? I really just checked in with myself. And what I found was I actually found even more evidence to support my perspectives. And so it actually just solidified my opinion. This person doesn't like me and that's okay. This person doesn't like a lot of people and that's okay. People are allowed to not like me. People are allowed to leave and that's beautiful. We can allow people to leave our worlds with love. I could see from her video how much I triggered her. I'm a Manny Jen, I've got big energy, and I was making a lot of money from an opportunity that she was also wanting to work with. And it can be triggering to see somebody who's being really successful and it looks really easy and you're like, oh, I'm working harder and there's just some comparison that can happen there. My intention, like I sent her love and not actually written her anything. I didn't actually talk to her at all, but energetically I sent her love. I was like, wow, thank you for helping me check my integrity. And thank you for encouraging people to go a little bit deeper. I love that people are called out on if they are doing something wrong. I love that we're able to hold each other accountable on a deeper level. I think that there's a lot of lessons that can be learned. And for me, that was just an opportunity to come back to myself. I was like, okay, what are you actually mad at? What's actually going on? I had to like regulate my nervous system because of course seeing that or seeing a post where she's saying like this person is an awful person, full name online. I'm like, ooh, okay. Is that like you have a fear to then post again as well? 
Not really. Okay. I'm inconsistent with my posting anyways. I mean, you'll consistently get high quality content out of me, but you will not get me every single day. Yeah. I'm in little bursts here and there. So I just took my time. I took a step back. I didn't feel the need to jump back in or respond or anything like that. And I highly encourage people when emotions are high, we've mentioned this a little bit earlier, but when emotions are high, blood is not in your brain. When you're angry, it goes to your jaw. When you're afraid, it goes to your legs. And so in that moment, I was experiencing a lot of fear and anxiety of, oh no, am I going to be canceled? Is my whole business going to crumble? What happened was the people who I really respect in my world were able to look at this and they reached out to me and said, you navigated this with such grace. We watched you go through this. We watched you navigate this. We watched you shift and pivot and check yourself, check your integrity. And the people who watched me go through that were actually even more drawn to my content. And I've even had a couple of people who say like, it's funny, I found you through somebody who didn't like you and I was kind of checking your page to see why you were doing something bad and then they got deeper into my content and then they were like actually it sounds like you really do know what you're talking about mm-hmm. my advice would be take a step back do what you need to do to regulate your nervous system first because if you don't have a regulated nervous system that's where we get the people who make the apology and it's not really an apology we've said this earlier every opportunity or every adversity has a seed of equal or greater advantage that was a moment where there was a lot of negative exposure, but negative exposure is still exposure. And so I was still showing my nervous system that I can be exposed to people at a bigger level. And when I am exposed to people at a bigger level, some people don't like it and that's okay. I'm not for them. They don't have to resonate with my message. I'm a two line. I'm not for everybody, but the people who do love me and the people who do really resonate with my work really, really resonate with my work. I use that as an opportunity to get even more clear in my understanding and even more confident in my opinions and my perspectives. And now I'm fully okay with knowing like some people do not agree with this. There's multiple different perspectives, but I'm not here to find the ultimate truth. There is no ultimate truth. So yeah, that's my story. That's I love that. I think the two things I really got from that is no press is good or bad. It's all just press, which is great. Yeah. And the second thing really is when you're expanding, you're going to be attracting more people into your area, into your aura. And that's okay too, because not everyone's going to align with your message. But the great thing that I got from you is that really regulating your nervous system. And that's why I'm so glad they have Messy in this as a part of this. Because I've gone mm-hmm. through Messy too, and I think it's amazing. Really quick, really easy, really on the go. As soon as something comes up, I'm like, okay, let's just pick something and go do the meditation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so if you are experiencing this, definitely advise people to see. Specifically, clear expression would be a great episode to be listening to for just the things that we're talking about. That's a really good episode. It's focusing on the throat center and using your voice, giving voice to your ideas, sharing your message just because you need to share your message and not really thinking about or worrying about the opinions of other people. This is probably my favorite. And it's something I've really worked on is vulnerability. So I'm going to cover that now. And for me, being vulnerable is really just speaking your truest expression. Mm-hmm. And I have a podcast and I find that our most vulnerable ones are the ones that get the most views because people can really relate to you. Yeah. So it's tough being vulnerable as well because get putting yourself out there and getting shot down for that or getting people cancel you or disagree with you or not be very nice to you in your case. That's a scary thing to do and I think that's where the fear comes up of being vulnerable. It's not really the fact of 
maybe there is a part of this message is where I feel shame or this is a message where it's really deep and connected to me. My family and friends may not know I think like this. Yeah. <laughs> this whole spirituality route may be really against them or whatever your message is. For me, being vulnerable is just speaking your truest self, truest essence, allowing that to come through. Mm -hmm. What do you feel that vulnerability is to you? I feel like vulnerability is letting your mask slip. I feel like especially as women, we've been trained so much. We've been trained our entire lives to be quiet, to hold ourselves a certain way, to sit a certain way, to respond a certain way, to make sure that other people feel a certain way. And so vulnerability is sharing something that's tender to you. You're sharing something that is something you're not quite sure how other people are going to respond. It's bringing people into your world at a more intimate level. And that intimacy and transparency is truly what creates that deeper connection. But you're right, it can be a little bit scary because you're sharing the things that are closest to your heart. The closer it is to your heart, the more your nervous system and the more your mind has labeled it as, this is important, this is important to me. It's like sharing your artwork with the world. If it's been a beautiful piece of art that you've poured your entire heart and soul into, if it's representing your story, your struggle, your experience, of course it feels vulnerable to share that with the world and to expose yourself in a way that you maybe haven't been seen before. I think it's really taking off that mask and letting people see you at a more intimate level. Mm. So I've got some experiences with being vulnerable and I just wanted to share this because I think it is a real big fear to be that open, especially online where you can be open for attack. I had something really traumatic happen to me maybe five, six years ago where a sex tape was put out of me online and it was really horrendous. I went into a deep, dark depression. It was the worst time of my life. And only maybe a couple of months ago, I shared it in my podcast. I did a whole episode and over 1,500 people have listened to that episode. <laughs> it just like really went out there. What I found was, obviously, I was terrified. Like, actually, leading up to it, I felt my soul was like, you need to share this. I was like, okay, I was following the call-in. The day before the day, when it was about to drop, you're like, why did I do this? The fear just drops in. I feel like when you're about to press send or whatever, and I was like, oh my God, I'm really committed. I can't go back now. And all the fear came up, and I was terrified because people may have been mean to me or just saying things about me that I didn't want to hear because of how vulnerable I was being with it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get one mean message. Actually, I just got the most supportive things. And I found that when you are deeply vulnerable, people will really empathize with you. For you, when you got the message about you, it was because you're teaching something. So obviously, people mm -hmm. have different opinions. But when you're sharing your deepest, darkest, or your most authentic self, people can't really have an opinion on that when you're being that level of vulnerable. Mm -hmm. so I just wanted to share that because I feel that we have a fear of being judged and blamed. But actually, especially the people that you end up connecting with of the algorithms that you're only going to attract the people into your life or into your inboxes that have either one gone for the experience or two are really touched by your message and want to send mm. love to you yeah and that's what my experience is of yeah. really being that level of because I was the most vulnerable I think I've ever been <laughs> yeah I mean that's an extremely vulnerable story to share especially to share in that setting I've listened to the episode because um, I was curious and I was like wow like this sounds like a really powerful story. I was just amazed at the alchemy because that could be something that is very shameful and you want to hide and you want to distance yourself from as far as possible and sweep it under the rug. Just wait until everybody completely forgets that it existed or forgets that it happened. That's a good point that we remember our most embarrassing stories. 
we definitely remember our most embarrassing moments like the one time that I called someone the wrong name or something like that. I hardly ever remember when someone mispronounced my name or like called me the wrong name. Like I couldn't name a single person who's done it. I know it's happened, but I don't really remember that. I also don't remember embarrassing things that have happened to other people. And usually when something embarrassing does happen, I'm empathetic, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry that happened to you. You got this, like, good for you, you're moving through it, and, like, that's amazing. I wanted to say that one thing about being vulnerable is that majority of people, well, from what you were just saying, is that majority of people, they're so stuck in their own world, they're not actually thinking about you at all. Mm -hmm. They don't care about you, they care about themselves. And if they are making comments or bringing anything to you, that's not very nice, it's just a projection of them because majority of people will watch a piece of content for not that long and then they'll keep scrolling. And mm -hmm. Think of how many times they've scrolled in that hour already. You're just one of hundreds of thousands of pieces of content that yeah. are consumed in just one day. So if people really aren't thinking about you that much. They really aren't. They aren't. And if they are going to that level to message you, then that is just something really deep and hurtful mm -hmm. in themselves. It's touched something there that they're seeing within themselves and that's why they're projecting it out. Yeah, know? absolutely. So, what is your perspective of resonance? I have a fun perspective on resonance. Okay. So, I like to believe in the energetic algorithm. There's the algorithm that's going to make sure, and really, the algorithm's job is to make sure that every individual person has a social media feed that is really entertaining to them and really resonates with them. I love the algorithm. The algorithm knows me really, really well. It knows the exact kind of content that I want to see. It knows the exact stories that are going to resonate with me. And so often the universe can give me signs through social media. I believe in an energetic algorithm as well. And so this energetic algorithm is essentially resonance. So it's almost like Every single post that you put out there, there's a dog whistle. There's a specific frequency. If people are able to hear that frequency, if they're able to pick up on it, their intuition is going to guide them to pick up their phone, to scroll, to click play on that podcast episode, to listen to the video, to go through the course, whatever it is. I trust the intuition of other people. And I also trust the power of the algorithm to connect me to the right people. Sometimes we can say that I'm going to post this and it may not be for everybody. And so we can see that maybe this person will just scroll past but they really don't even need to notice, right? It's not like they see it and like, oh, this isn't for me and I'm just gonna ignore it. They don't even need to notice it. I like to pretend that if I post something on the internet, the people who it's for, it's gonna pop up first thing on their feed. And the people who it's not for, even if they're my closest followers, the people who are stalking me on a daily level, if it's not for them, I don't even want it showing up on their feed. But if it's not for them, it's not for them. But I really believe in the energetic algorithm. So every single time that I post, my intention is that it reaches the right people. If that is five people, if that is 15 people, if that's 10,000 people, those are the right people. And so I don't always know why I'm posting something other than like it feels correct for me to be posting it. But I believe in the power of resonance and I believe in the power of this energetic algorithm that's always on our side supporting us and bringing our message to the people who it's going to not just entertain but really resonate with it's not just oh cool i'm going to support you with a like i want people to resonate with my message in a way where they're like wow 
I have to stop what I'm doing to respond to this. You've pulled something out of me, you've pulled a memory, a story, you've created a sensation in my body that I just need to continue to share with you. Yeah, I believe in the power of resonance and I believe that the energetic algorithm is always working in our favor. Mm, I completely agree and I love that you brought that up because I always have the intention when I'm posting something that if this could just help one person, I've done my job. It was worth however long it took me to make this piece of content to help one person and you don't realize who are watching you but it was a lady who messaged me not that long ago and she was like, your videos are really helping me for a dark time. And that just touched me so much. She'd never liked or commented anything, yeah. but she'd messaged me personally and wanted to reach out and let me know that. Them little recognitions you get from the universe are like, oh, okay, I'm doing the right thing. I'm on the right path. Yeah. And again, I'm not the most consistent person at posting, but when I do, you're going to get really great value mm -hmm. from it. It's the most aligned thing I need to share with the yeah. collective. And again, it's not going to align with everyone, but... It does what the people it needs yeah. to. You also don't always know who it's resonated with. I'm not a big commenter. I hardly ever comment on anything. Yeah. I'll respond to comments on my own stuff. If I don't even like things anymore. Yeah, I don't even silent. like things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a silent stalker. Yeah. <laughs> I like it in my head, but like double tap it, it's just yeah. long. And I think I'm getting like repetitive strain now anyway, so I just can't like things. Yeah. But I observe and I love observing. And so there's people that I've never commented on their content, but I've paid and I have worked with them and I have engaged with them on like a business level. That's a great conversation. That's not necessarily this episode, but there's more people watching you than you think. People are viewing you, even if they're viewing it and not actually engaging it with it, they're still connecting with it. They're still watching it. And so you never know who's watching you, who may not be engaging and who may actually just really appreciate everything that you do even if you don't know that there are these silent little wallflowers that are just witnessing you in your existence mm, i love that thank you so much thank you